social ladies. All the 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 social ladies. Now put your phones up. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Do you know what today is? Wednesday. <laughs> Aside from being Wednesday. July 1st. <laughs> June 30th. Oh, I don't even know. It's World Social Media Day. I should have known. That's exciting. How are you celebrating? By scrolling through Instagram. Okay, so basically just like any other day, got it. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know the holiday has been around for 11 years now? Wow. It was started in 2010. MySpace days. Yeah, so. Into it. Thanks, Mashable, for bringing us this national holiday. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about the Pinterest personas. Have you seen that? I did. I briefly skimmed them. So Pinterest ran some research to see how people are feeling during the time of transition, our post-pandemic days. Ah, uh, yes. And they identified five new personas, like customer personas, and it's the routine ritualist, the prioritized okay. parent, the new nomad, the eco-evangelist, and the emerging entrepreneur. So tag yourself. Well, I feel like I can tag half of the guests that we've had on this show this season. I feel like I can put them all into these little categories, which I love. <laughs> What's yours? I mean, I, you want me to tell you what I think yours is? Please do. Obviously the routine ritualist. <laughs> I do love a good routine. I like to consider myself the emerging entrepreneur, but I don't know if that's just in my head. <laughs> when you send me a pitch deck for your small business idea, then we can reconsider that title. Half the people listening to this podcast have probably already heard my business ideas, so I will not go into them now. <laughs> Sneak peek to the interview where I pitch a content idea to our guest. Oh, yeah. Lots of ideas being shared. One idea that took storm this week was Venmo's giveaway. Oh my gosh. I could not log on to social media on Monday without seeing that post being shared. Okay. Every network. Remember the red bathing suit post from a couple of vividly, years ago? Vividly. The very like deep cut one piece that yes. they if you shared it, you got a free one, right? Correct. And then they ran out, obviously. And they and said it was one size <laughs> they said it was one size fits all. Yeah. Well, so Venmo is doing a similar approach where they ask people to share the post to their story or or retweet it or whatever it is. And then they were giving away five hundred dollars to random people up to, I think, $500,000? I think it was 100000 but still close enough. Did if, you share it? Of course not. <laughs> I would have loved the money, but I couldn't get onto that bandwagon. Okay. Same your, way I did Your ego is too big to post the Venmo <laughs> giveaway. Got it. <laughs> I actually saw some people making fun of it on TikTok. They were like, I survived the great Venmo share of 2021. I actually saw on TikTok, there's this whole like sub-community that's just there to bash Instagram. What? Yeah, it's like all about how Instagram is the new Facebook and that it's just like quickly becoming a joke of a platform. Interesting. Mm. I will die for Instagram. <laughs> well, something on TikTok I do want to talk about mm. is boosted TikTok. Oh, yeah, this is so funny. They're called Spark ads. So basically, if a brand is scrolling on TikTok and they see like an amazing piece of content that someone else has created and posted and it mentions their brand in it or shows their brand in it, they can ask them to turn on ad authorization and then the brand can boost that creator's post. So it's like putting dollars behind the UGC, UGC con. Like in a very easy way. I know. I want to see what the like interface looks like once you do that because I feel like once brands start boosting it, if it says like sponsored by Tide or something, then it's not as cool. Right, right, right. Well, thanks to David Herman on Twitter for sharing this. <laughs> thanks, David. We're very interested. 
And I also like, Michelle, how you personified brands. When a brand is scrolling through TikTok, is what you said. <laughs> I thought that was a funny way to explain that. AKA me, <laughs> the brand. When the social media manager is scrolling on TikTok. Yes. So our guest today does a lot of scrolling because there are a ton of channels that she is managing. Today we talked to Heather Brinkerhoff, who is the director of social media at Magnolia and Magnolia Network. For those unfamiliar, Magnolia is actually Chip and Joanna Gaines's house of brands. You gotta know Chip and Joanna. Fixer Upper, of course. The cutest little family. Today we talked to Heather about managing this huge fandom, what it's like to work with Chip and Joanna themselves, and the lessons she's learned from managing and launching new channels like Magnolia Network and Visit Magnolia, which is basically like a guide to Waco, which I think is super cool. Let's get into it. Hi, Heather. Welcome to all the social ladies. Hello. Nice to be here. We're so happy to have you, and we are going to jump right into our social speed round. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite social network? Instagram. Do you pronounce it GIF or JIF? JIF. What Instagram ad can you not get rid of? I feel like Crate and Barrel for some reason. That feels kind of related. Yeah, it does. (laughs) (laughs) What is your go-to emoji? Ooh, um, the hard eyes. Nice. Who is your favorite celebrity to follow on social? Mm. I feel like I <laughs> I have to say a specific answer here. Um, no, I, I do actually really love following Chip and Joe, but um, I also am a Justin Bieber fan. Oh, yes. Good what? answer. <laughs> do you prefer stories or feed? Mm, good question. I would say stories. And this is my favorite question. What was your first screen name? Oh my gosh. Really uh, throwing it back. Yes. Okay. This is embarrassing. And when you say screen name, I'm thinking AOL. And oh Sinai yeah. Computer. No, that's, that's exactly what we mean. <laughs> okay. Um, it was bubbly blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I so now I have brown hair, but I did have blonde hair and yeah. So now your screen name's obviously Bubbly Brunette, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. So let's get into the interview. You've had some pretty cool roles. So tell us about them and how you got your start in social media. Yeah. So right outside of college, um, I landed a pretty cool gig, more of an entry-level position at a global PR agency called Porta Novelli. And I was there for about five years and just kind of worked my way up. And by the time I left, I was leading the publishing programs for Disney and PlayStation for the agency. Amazing. And it was just an incredible experience just to start out my career there and all the things I learned along the way, the amounts of content we were putting out, and then also just the opportunities to be at Walt Disney World, yeah, also in California at Disneyland. And then for PlayStation, I was flying out to different gaming conventions. I was in New York City for the launch of the PlayStation 4 to get some behind the scenes content. So just really cool opportunities. I just learned a ton while I was there. And then I was actually headhunted for the position at Legoland. And I started just managing the social media for the Florida park. And then by the time I left, I was leading social media globally for all nine Legoland parks. Wow. There That's are, amazing. There are nine Legolands? <laughs> there are, yes. Um, there's only, well, there's about to be three in the United States and the rest are overseas. Wow. But I was um, working at the Florida park. 
what an amazing challenge i'm sure that was like right at the start of your career really like yeah. working for something so globally and so renowned like people know yeah. that yeah yeah it was really cool i mean the offices overlooked roller coasters how much cooler could you get <laughs> i was gonna that? say were you like boots on the ground like in the parks able to oh yeah like, absolutely i content? mean with disney too which was cool i mean a lot of times with an agency you know it just depends on your client and yeah. how involved they let you be and we were really fortunate that disney really let us be doing all of the things on the yeah. grounds and same, you know, with Legoland, my team was in the parks, taking pictures, recording video content. So I was casting talent, editing, all of the things. It was just a really cool experience to have my hand in everything. Right. A ton, a ton of work. <laughs> but just I feel I felt really well-rounded mm. um, being in that role because I could do the really in the weeds things, but then also zoom out in terms of strategy as well. Had you always wanted to work in social or when you got into the PR firm specifically, what kind of was the direction that you wanted to take? Yeah, that was very interesting. So I actually started out in college on an acting scholarship. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to go into acting. And then I decided that a lot of the filming was being done in California. I didn't really want to move because my family was all on the East Coast and all that kind of stuff. And then one of my advisors was like, you should get into public relations. And at the time, I had no idea what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, okay, just really trusted him. And you know, social media is very hand in hand with PR. So it was a decent fit. But I really was I kind of I felt like landed into this social media role. It wasn't that I was necessarily searching mm -hmm. for it. It was like, this is available. Sounds like really cool clients. Let me do it. And I was just eager from the get go. I was like, give me everything. I want to yeah. learn it all. I was so eager. And luckily, my boss who I am still in contact with today. She's incredible. It just gave me so many opportunities. I think she felt and could really sense for me that I was eager and I just mm. wanted to grow. And so she just positioned me to grow there. It was like every opportunity there was, she handed it to me. And I just jumped in the deep end, honestly. <laughs> I, I feel like it's really interesting how you said, you know, you wanted to learn it all and every part of it because I think to be a head of social or director of social somewhere, there's so much you have to know, right? Like, it's Absolutely. not necessarily a specialized yeah. position like social media is specialized. But if you work in social, you know, there's community management, you know, paid media, the creative. So I think it takes someone like you who does want to learn every piece of it to be successful in that type of role. Right. Yeah. I think there's like this misconception that social media is just like pushing the publish button. Right. And right. it's so much more than that. You know, it's strategy, it's creative direction, copywriting, like you were saying, yep. analytics and reporting. Like there's so much that goes into it. And so you really have to be well-rounded to get all aspects of it and really nail a successful right. strategy. Right. I mean, well, look at you now. I need to hear about how you got to Magnolia in the first place. I feel like yeah. this is probably an interesting story in itself. Yeah. I mean, so I was at, you know, Legoland and I wasn't really looking, but came across this role. And I've always really um, admired Magnolia and Chip and Joe and yeah. what they're doing. And I was like, man, this sounds really interesting. And kind of just threw my name in the hat knowing that there would be a ton of people that applied um, and went through the interview process. It was pretty lengthy, about three months, I think, before wow. I actually 
got the offer and they flew me in and all this kind of stuff. But just throughout the process, I was so impressed with how everything was handled, how much they valued me as a person and really were intentional throughout the whole process. And I was like, man, I think this is for me, even though that meant moving. I married and I have a son. And so that meant, you know, uprooting my whole family. But I just really felt like it was the place for me. And I think when I um, am talking to people about why I love being in social media, it's really to bring people value through the content that Mm -hmm. myself and my team are producing. And I feel like Chip and Joe do that really well with their brand. It's not just selling products. It's much more than that. It's inspiring people, you know, just bringing positivity and love and kindness into the world. And I was like, I want to be a part of that. So that's how I got here. (laughs) I love that. Well, so for our listeners, I feel like a lot of people are familiar with Chip and Joe from Fixer Upper, but may not be aware of kind of the empire of sorts that they have (laughs) created. So tell us about the different areas of the company, whether that's, you know, retail, food, what's going on with the brand? Give them like a little spiel. There is so much going on with the brand. Like you said, (laughs) there's the retail component of it, which is online. So e-com and then here in Waco, we have Magnolia Market and then we have shops at the silos, which are all curated with products hand selected by Joe. There's really an experience here in Waco, what I would consider almost like a mini Disney World. I was just about to comment on that because earlier I had wanted to ask you about what the similarities from previous, like the parks jobs that you were mentioning, we were bringing to Magnolia. But then in just hearing you say that, I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense now. It's like its own little entity. (laughs) Yeah. And there's more. So I'll get to that a little later too, because we just launched a channel that's specific to what I would consider this mini Disney World here, which for me felt right up my alley. I'm like, yes, let's do it. But yeah, there's the retail aspect of it. We have the network that's launching on the 15th. Um, And the retail includes all of the home decor and all of that kind of stuff, but also Chip and Joe's publications. They have Magnolia Realty, which is their real estate business and all of the food and beverage entities. So there's so much going on. on. Yeah. (laughs) Is all of this part of the social strategy? Are there multiple social pages? Yeah. What does that look like as it comes through on the channels? So we have four. Um, and when I got here, the first thing I really did was dug into all the social handles that were currently running and decided like what could be cut and where are there opportunities for something new. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things I saw was an opportunity for that handle that we just launched at the beginning of June called Visit Magnolia. Mm. That's really focused on everything here. And so it's meant to inspire people that want to visit, even locals that yeah. are here, there's things for them as well. And then people who maybe don't even know anything about Magnolia. So it's really highlighting all of our entities, our food and beverage, all the retail. And then there's more on the grounds too. We have vacation rentals. We just opened a wiffle ball field and a concession stand. There's just a ton to do here. And it really can be a multi-day vacation destination. I just think we need to continue to educate people on how much there is to do. Well, now I'm sure you're glad you moved. Sounds fun. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot going on. And even in the past year, we've just really opened up a lot. And of course, 
COVID has been a challenge. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. For sure. But yeah, so there's a lot going on. Obviously, right now, the network is key and we're knee deep in all of that kind of stuff, getting ready for launch. But other than that, yeah, there's just a lot happening here. I have to ask a little bit more about how the pages that you're managing for the brand are really differing from their personal socials. Do you have a hand in what they're posting and their strategy or is it strictly brand facing, I guess? So, and I just realized I didn't really answer your question either of how they're (laughs) differentiated. So we have a Magnolia, we call it the Magnolia proper handle. And so that's at Magnolia Mm -hmm. and that's containing all of our uh, retail publications. Really, it's meant to be all of the things that Magnolia is doing. Mm -hmm. So we even do include some of the stuff that the local entities are doing and the network, but really it's meant to be our retail channel. And then we have Magnolia Network, which is, of course, all things Magnolia Network. We have the Magnolia Realty handle, and that's for all of our real estate and, you know, homes for sale and that sort of thing. And then we have Visit Magnolia. Got it. That's all of our local entities. But in terms of Chip and Joe's channels, they are very involved in the content that they produce and publish on their on their own channels but for larger campaigns or launches we do you know provide them with suggestions on what we would post and just making sure that the whole campaign and launch is really cohesive across all channels including theirs yeah so there is a lot of conversation there on their channels as well I imagine they want to be very involved. I just kind of get that vibe from them <laughs> where they participate in the the brainstorming process of what bringing these campaigns to life would look like. Yeah, Joe is very involved in social. Yeah. And I think it's it's part of why the brand is so successful mm-hmm. is because Joe is so creative and the way her mind works, she really cares about the details. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes Spagnolia stand out from any other brand. So Joe, like I said, cares about the details, including social media. And it's just amazing to see how much she's able to do because she has so many things going on. But I, yeah, it's really inspiring just to be in a room with her and hear her talk and the way she thinks about concepts and campaigns and just everything. It's, she's really inspiring and Chip too and them together. It's they're exactly, I think, who you think they would be mm-hmm. when you watch them on TV. That's always um, good And to that hear. to me was so refreshing. <laughs> right, right. Because I think, you know, I've worked with celebrities in the past and they're not always who you think they'd be. And right. Chip and Joe are just to their core kind people. They really care about everybody. And it's refreshing to see that, that they're yeah. just, they don't see themselves as celebrities and they're just great people. That's awesome. You said you you don't know how Joe does it all, but I was thinking the same for you with all I those know. different channels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a lot, but I have a great team. So I, I for sure could not do it alone. Yeah. And I think the key to the success is just the team working together and everyone coming together and using their unique skill sets mm-hmm. and building something really great because my skill sets would be so unsuccessful without the skill sets of my team mm-hmm. that really cover my weak areas. Well, you, you mentioned successes and I wanted to talk about, we saw on your LinkedIn, I think, that you said you concept and directed Magnolia's most viewed Instagram video of all time. Tell us what it is and what made it so successful. So last year, um, we were thinking about Father's Day. And so we really wanted to highlight Chip because mm-hmm. it's Father's Day and it's Chip. Duh. <laughs> so we... Um, 
started thinking about dad jokes and really how we can incorporate that into a really fun concept. So what we did was asked our Twitter audience to share their favorite dad jokes with us. We didn't tell them what it was for. Um, we got in some really funny ones. And then what we did was got Chip, sat him down for a little bit of a video production. <laughs> I just gave him the note cards with the jokes on them. Mm -hmm. And the Gaines kids were there as well. And really the concept of the video was to answer the age old question, are dad jokes actually funny? <laughs> and so the kids were almost the judge of if the jokes were funny. And it was just this interesting concept of Chip reading the jokes for the first time yeah. and really reacting. Right. to them in real time and then seeing the reaction of the kids who most of the time were like these are lame dad <laughs> and just to see that interaction was really funny so yeah it ended up just performing really well on social media the most viewed video and then you know some national publications picked it up like people magazine um, people.com yeah it, it was so fun to work on and just I was obviously a part of the editing process and even though we had watched it like 50 times yeah. it just never got old Love isn't that. that the best part when you mm -hmm. produce a piece of content and you're like on set as it's happening and then you still can watch it after the fact and find new things to laugh at that's like one yeah. of my favorite parts about social I think totally and I think Chip it's so easy like we had so much footage we could have had like an hour long right, video. Right. <laughs> it's amazing to watch him just do his thing. Like he's so funny and just really down to earth and fun to be around. For the record, I think dad jokes are funny. Yes. <laughs> Big fan over here. I do too. <laughs> so one thing I, you know, was thinking about is as you're scrolling through Magnolia's pages, it almost feels like you're scrolling through like an influencer or a friend's pages because it's so lifestyle focused, yeah. right? With the food mm -hmm. and the home. And that's such an amazing opportunity for a brand because you get to fit right into that like network. I'm wondering outside of Instagram, what kind of things you've dabbled in? Have you guys tried TikTok or YouTube? I know Pinterest has a ton of traction. Um, what's it been like for you on other networks? Instagram is definitely our most followed social channel for sure. But we are on Pinterest. We've seen a lot of success there. Mm. And I think we're still building what that strategy looks like. There's more, there's more that we haven't tapped mm -hmm. into on Pinterest. Definitely. Um, Facebook, we have a, a pretty decent following. We do have a YouTube as well. I would love to get on TikTok. <laughs> That's just a harder, uh, that's a harder sell, but we need to, yeah, I think, I think we're starting to get to a place where we're really producing that snackable content with reels right. on Instagram and it's working really well for us. Obviously Instagram is pushing that with our algorithm and we are soaking up every second yeah. of that because yeah, it's just, it's working well for us. It's fun. But I think the tricky part about reels is you have to have a good editor. Oh yeah. Because it's it not really just a straight out. video lift. It's gotta, it's gotta work. And yeah. so luckily we're working with some really great editors and it's working well for us. So I feel like a lot of clients and people I've talked to have said like, yeah, we're trying out Instagram reels. And once that works, we'll get the go ahead to go on <laughs> it's, TikTok. It's like the stepping stone to get yeah. to TikTok for some brands. It makes total sense though. Totally. And I, I mean, video in general is just more of a heavy lift yeah, on the team right. to produce more of. So it's, it's something to think about, but I am personally a big fan of TikTok and 
I I just like the Same. raw aspect of what TikTok is. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you searched for um, people like tagging the brand? I'm wondering what other types of content people are sharing on TikTok. Yeah, there definitely is some content about Chip and Joe and Magnolia. So it's interesting to kind of look into that. And especially there's a lot of people who will post when they're here in Waco oh, and yeah. what they're doing. And sometimes that inspires the content that we're right, sure. putting out too on our new Visit Magnolia handle. So when we were thinking about what questions to ask you for the podcast itself. I was coming up with everything around Fixer Upper for some reason, mostly because I like home decor and like home reno stuff. And I was really, I had this like mini fixer upper idea for TikTok content. Did you? I did. And I'm not trying to pitch it to you right now, but (laughs) you have to say it. No, no, no. It's just think about what the audience on TikTok is doing these days. It's definitely looking in a home and seeing what small scrappy projects can be taken DIYs. Like it's just so big. And I was just thinking about, I imagine Chip and Joanna, like helping people on TikTok do those types of things or just like duetting random, like at home DIYs. The duetting would be really fun. Yeah. So that's my pitch for you. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm writing it down. (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about Magnolia Network because I know that's coming soon. Um, I feel like I've been asking you to do a lot of explanations, but again, tell our listeners what Magnolia Network is all about and what they have to look forward to. Magnolia Network is going to be awesome. So right now (laughs) we can actually preview Magnolia Network on Discovery Plus, but on July 15th, we are officially launching Magnolia Network. And I think it's, you know, it's obviously a streaming network, Mm -hmm. but what's really unique about it is that all of these shows are curated by Chip and Joe and their heart behind it is to really inspire people with the content that's on there mm-hmm. and make it time well spent. They really want people to watch the shows with their family. It's definitely family programming and leave feeling like they can go tackle something that mm. maybe was a fear to them before or create something new or travel somewhere they've never been. And I think that's just so unique in a world where we're kind of all about binge watching and just seeing in front of the screen. And they've created this network that's really to inspire people. And I think it's so unique and needed. And I'm just really excited about all the content that's going to be on there. And I think people are really going to love it. As you were talking about the Father's Day videos, like I could throw that on Magnolia Network (laughs) when you said there's an hour's worth of footage. I would watch that for an hour. Oh, yeah. That's that's the Father's Day special. jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. I mean, I can't wait to check that out. It sounds like exactly what I should be watching after work as opposed to the reality television that I'm watching instead. Yes, you'll definitely have to check it out. We watch way too much like trash TV. And I feel like if you don't have cable, mm. I like don't think about seeking out like a improvement types of show. And so I'm I'm definitely well hearing hearing Heather use the word inspiring is exactly kind of what I am looking for. And I feel like a lot of people are that way as well, you know, and that's at the root what social is too. Mm -hmm. I mean, generally just getting inspiration from others and, and seeing how you can make it your own. It all feels related. Yes, absolutely. People know Chip and Joe from Fixer Upper, but there's so much content on this network that are in all different verticals. So there is some home renovation, obviously, but then there's gardening and cooking and baking and 
all of this kind of stuff. So there's really something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just really excited to see how everyone just takes in the content and loves it. And everyone has been loving the preview. And so it's really going to be awesome to just share more of what everyone's been working so hard on. And such great kind of fodder for social content sure. too, using those previews, like maybe teasing people with different things they're going to be able to watch. It's pretty nice for you to have that library to pull from. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Along the same lines, I was going to ask if there are any challenges that you were facing with it, just because is there anything unique or anything different about it that you have found troubling, not in a really negative way, but <laughs> yeah. just in a, Compared I need to, to work through this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think from a social standpoint, it's been interesting working on a television network because everything is so fast paced Mm. and very last minute. And so it's a challenge to concept things quickly and turn assets around and approvals and all of that kind of stuff. But it's also rewarding at the same time to just look back and be like, wow, just look how far (laughs) we've come. And really to see the reaction of all of our followers to the content that we're putting out, we're really focused on, you know, that same concept that Chip and Joe have for the network to just provide value even within our social Mm -hmm. channels. So it's like taking snippets of a piece of valuable or a tip and trick from one of the shows Mm -hmm. and maybe it's someone showing you the kind of tomatoes that you want to use if you want your pasta to taste like this. (laughs) Just those nuggets of wisdom. And it's really cool to see people save them and share them out and really just not feel like they're being marketed to on our social channel, but really inspired and how that connects with what Chip and Jill want the network Mm -hmm. to be as well. Mm -hmm. I'm curious because I have the Visit Magnolia page up right now. And there's already 191,000 followers (laughs) on the Instagram page. Yeah. It seems like the people who love the brand are like probably very eager to follow along with the others. Tell us about the different reactions from the community on the different channels that you run. So the Visit Magnolia one is interesting. I mean, it's grown like crazy, which is awesome. And I think it's in reaction to people have been asking for this channel. Mm -hmm. Every time we post about Magnolia and Waco on our Magnolia proper handle, it just performs so well. Mm -hmm. People love to see it. They want to come visit. They want to see behind the scenes. And so that channel was just like asking to be created. (laughs) And um, we've seen a lot of growth because of that. But yeah, it is interesting just to see the different communities that are around each of the Mm -hmm. channels and even um, Magnolia Network might be a little bit of a different audience than Magnolia proper. But really, I think we have a really great and positive community, which is refreshing. Yeah, that's hard to come by these days. (laughs) Yes, it is definitely refreshing to, to have just a community to rally around us. And they really let us know when they like things, which is great. <laughs> but in turn, they let us know when they don't like of things. Course. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I think we have a, a pretty strong community and they all love Chip and Joe. So that's really the common thread yeah. there. Yeah. So I have an interesting question that I'd like to ask you, (laughs) mostly because your entire career has really been rooted in knowing social in and out. So I'm curious if you Mm -hmm. have any predictions for what the future of social media kind of looks like. Anything that comes top of mind that you want to share? Yeah, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. And it's not necessarily a prediction, but I don't see short, raw form video going away anytime Mm. soon. I agree. 
love that. Yeah, that makes yeah, a lot of sense. I think the world is moving in that way on social. People love the raw, unproduced stuff. It feels, especially for brands, people are tired of being sold yeah. to. And I think that's a, the key to really engaging content is creating content that doesn't look or feel like marketing. Right. And that's really hard to do. And there's only a few brands doing that really well. And I think raw content allows people to feel like they're behind the scenes and really a part of the brand and not like everything was staged and they're being sold to. Totally agree. I actually like the use of the word raw in that circumstance. Yeah. Similar to yeah. moist. I don't typically like the word raw, <laughs> <laughs> but it feels applicable. Like I think that's a great way to explain exactly what you're talking about. And yeah, I I have a visual of exactly what you mean. I think it's challenging for brands because how do you do that in a way that still feels on brand? (laughs) (laughs) And in a way that feels like it's not someone's personal account, but also brings the follower, the viewer into what you're doing and really makes and helps build that brand loyalty because they really feel a part of it. I always say the challenge is finding a way to stand out while also fitting in to Mm. social media. Yes, You know, it's like, like you said, you can totally spot marketing from a mile away. So you want to fit in with what the content is on social media, but you don't want to fit in so much that people scroll right past you. So absolutely. I feel (laughs) you. Are there any last um, words? I think our last question is a good one, which is what is your favorite Magnolia product that you own? <laughs> oh, this is a good one. And it's something we always ask new employees oh, and wow. I haven't been asked it yet. Oh. So I'm in the hot seat. Um, and everyone says this answer. So I don't want to say this answer. <laughs> um, everyone says candles. Oh yeah. yeah that's a classic. Everybody says candles. I also love our faux stems, mm. which is a very random answer, but they they look real and they actually feel real. Yes, they need to look and feel. It's all part of the if you're going yeah. with the, yes, the senses. If you're going with the like fake plant, you need it to hit some categories there. I'm with you. <laughs> totally. So I like love going every season and buying new ones and it's just a way to kind of usher that new season into my home so i like that and i love i love the candles (laughs) and also and the candles candles. don't forget about the candles honorable mention you have to yes (laughs) heather thank you so much for coming on the show this was great yes thank you guys so much for having me this was just a fun conversation i loved it isn't it great hearing that people that we know on tv are exactly who they are in real life <laughs> yes i do love that it seems like heather was just so drawn to this position because of like like she was talking about in her interviews there was just such like a positive and inspiring culture mm-hmm. and i think that stems from chip and joanna and then seeing that come through on the social channels the purpose of the brands in general to do that for others um seems like a pretty sweet place to work Okay, so the account we want you to follow this week is Crumble Cookies Mm. on TikTok. Mm -hmm. A pretty funny story about Crumble Cookies because one of my good friends, Breezy, just purchased some. And when I say some, (laughs) I don't just mean the cookies. I mean the actual franchises. Locations. (laughs) So she asked if I wanted to like manage her Crumble Cookies in California. And I said no, but now I'm feeling like I should because the brand is blowing up. Blowing up. So many influencers on TikTok are are producing content yeah and so basically the the hook for crumble is every week they roll out new flavors 
So there's something new and they use TikTok and they use social media to announce these drops. So it's kind of like a sneaker drop, but for cookies. Pretty much. There's apparently a whole Reddit thread dedicated to guessing which flavors are going to come next. Ooh, fun. Yeah. And in addition to all social media talking about them, their app is currently being downloaded so frequently. It's currently ranked number eight, which is outpacing On some... the food and beverage list? Yeah. Yes, which is currently outpacing some of the largest like national chains, Subway and Instacart. How wild is that? That is so fun. Especially because we don't even have a crumble on the East Coast, do we? I I think we do. Why haven't we been there? I've had a crumble cookie. I don't know what you're talking about. You're missing out. Mm. So go take a look at their TikTok and wait for their next cookie drop. (laughs) All the social ladies, 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 all the social ladies. Now put your phones up. 